Praise the Lord. God bless you, everyone. This is Apostle Ivory Hopkins. I am extremely excited to have you to listen to our podcast messages. We are trusting that the Holy Spirit will bless you. We're going to take you into a message in just a few minutes. Amen. Where I feel that God is going to give you insight, revelation, and wisdom through the teachings that the Lord has given us to present before you. If you want to get up with us on our website, our website is pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. It is my pleasure and my honor to bring this anointed message to you where I am preaching and teaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, giving God's people insight that will strengthen their spiritual walk, build their family, and put under their feet the enemy on every level. Now sit back and enjoy this message. God bless you, my dear friend, and thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. You're listening to the General of Deliverance podcast, and this is Apostle Ivory Hopkins, and we thank you all for tuning in. Good morning, good day to you all. Hey, guess what, guys? We are going to take a little time to deep dive into, let's talk about transference of spirits and why it happens. But before we do, I want to have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you, Lord God, for you blessing us, Father God, to be sharing on our podcast, the General of Deliverance podcast, this message on transferring of spirits and why it happens. Father, I thank you for every single one of the listeners that this word of the Lord that we are about to teach on, amen, gives insight and wisdom in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Oh, before I start, I always do this. I want to thank every single one of you that have made a $5 donation, amen, to our cash app, General Ivory Hopkins. That's dollar sign, General Ivory Hopkins. Thank you for the $5 donation. It is a blessing to Evelyn and I. And guess what? If you don't have anything to give or don't feel led, just enjoy the teaching because that's really what it is all about. Now, I'm going to go to the share stream. Amen. And bring up the message, amen, that we're about to teach. And I trust that y'all enjoy this. And I'm going to try to not be super long with this. Now, this teaching gives insight into how spirits transfer and why. Also, we touch on some church assumptions about transference of spirits and bring some balance to the subject. So I'm going to take my time this morning and share this message on you. So we're going to talk about the transference of spirits and why it happened. Now, I love to use Proverbs 26 and 2 whenever I'm talking about cause and effect of anything. Proverbs chapter 26 verse 2 says, As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. And I'd like to read it also, Proverbs 26 and 2, in the Dewey Reams Bible and also in the World English Bible. In the Dewey Reams Bible, it says, As a bird flying to other places and a sparrow going here and there, so a curse uttered without cause shall come upon a man, without cause shall come upon a man. Also, Proverbs 26 and 2, world language says, says, like a fluttering sparrow, like a darting shot swallow, so the undeserved curse does not come. Amen? Now, I want to say this right up front, talking about transferring of spirits, amen, and why it happens. Number one, it takes the person putting themselves 
in harm's way for this to happen. It doesn't just happen any kind of way. It can happen through rebellion. What do I mean by rebellion? You can actually be have a warning from God's word not to practicing act, not to do a particular thing, whether it's the occult, whether it's rebellion. And by the way, if the Holy Spirit tells you, do not go and sit under some prophet, some teacher, or go to some church, listen to the Holy Spirit so that you will not go there and get bad teaching, number one. And by the way, demons do not just jump on you time you visit a church service. I'm going to say that again. Devils do not just, all of a sudden, I went down to the church on the corner and demons jumped on me right straight. They transferred and now I'm bound up. It does not operate that easily. Are y'all hearing me? So, so through rebellion, it can open a door through rebellion and you end up getting transferred on. Also, sin. Can anybody say it with me? S-I-N. Sin can open the door. Not the first mistake you make, because we all sin and come short of the glory of God. But I'm talking about practicing a sin, fully doing it, knowing that you're in rebellion, knowing that that sin is against God's word, you can pick up a spirit. Deception can do it as well. A person can receive a transfer of spirits by going into deceptive teaching. Now, once again, it's not always the case. It's not that easily thing to take place. Now, number one I'm going to talk about this is spirits can transfer to entire congregation and groups of people by seducing spirits and doctrines of devil. By the way, my style of teaching is never trying to be argumentative with anyone because I've heard a teaching on transfer of spirits this week and the pastor did an amazing job. He, that pastor, I want to tell you, bro, you blessed me straight up. But I want to say this to you from a deliverance standpoint of view is where I'm coming from now. From not only, yes, the word of God, but from a deliverance standpoint of view. I have seen people and congregations pick up demons, and they transfer in person to person because of this. Look what it says here now. Number one, spirits can transfer to entire congregation and groups of people by seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Paul says it clearly in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Here's what the apostle Paul says. Now the spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. Did you get it? A departure from the faith, a departure from truth, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now, so demons can be transferred if the victim is submitting to false counterfeit manifestations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, demons can be transferred. If you're setting in false teaching, you can pick up a spirit. I didn't say the first time you sat down, whoops, the demons jumped me. Oh, they got me now. But listen to me carefully. The apostle Paul made it clear. Now listen at this verse and let the verse say exactly what it's saying. Now the spirit, the Holy Spirit, speak up expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. Got that? 
a departure from the faith, a departure from the walk in Christ, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And doing so, you will receive a spirit that is connected with that teaching. That spirit in that environment will transfer on you. Number two, Paul warns the Corinthian church of the danger of receiving another spirit, which is transferred by deception. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 4. said, for if he that cometh preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached. Now get this, the preaching of another Jesus, whom we have not repreached. Or if ye receive another spirit, which we have not received, or another gospel, which we have not accepted, you might well bear with him. Now, Apostle Paul is saying clearly to the Corinthian church that if you can receive another spirit, another gospel, and even a false Jesus, if the teaching is deceptive, it is not rather, and hear my point here, it is not rather a demon can do something like transfer in a person's life. It is why. The real question is why and how and what were the conditions for that to happen. Now, this that I'm saying to you, amen, sometimes we in Christianity likes to make a straight blanket, sub, uh, 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 straight blanket statement. You cannot make straight blanket statements when you're teaching. Just like if I would get on here and say, praise God, uh, it's no way in the world that a Christian can be transferred upon because he's got the Holy Ghost. That is a half truth. The Holy Spirit does keep us. The Word of God does. We are kept by the power of God. But if we do the things that gives the spirits access, they can transfer on us. And when I go back to 1 Timothy 4 and 1, it talks about thus giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrine of devils, how by departing from the faith. The Corinthian church was told they could receive another spirit. Now, I'm going to go on a little bit further. Now, here goes another big question, and the pastor that was teaching done an excellent job. He's made quite clear. Some people think that the sons of Skeevy, uh, amen, demons transferred on the sons of Skeevy. No. What happened to the sons of Skeevy was that the demons did not transfer from them from the man. The man jumped on them, not the demon. Look what it says here in Acts chapter 19. There were seven sons of one Skeevy, a Jew and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Now these priests tried to cast out demons in Jesus' name. They tried to do what they saw the apostle Paul and the, saw the apostles do. And when they did, the evil spirit said, verse 15, said, uh, answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Now watch this, Acts 19, 16, and the man, say it with me, and the man in whom the evil spirits was leaped on them. 
and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. So it was not the demons or the spirits that leaped on the sons of Sceva. It was the man. <laughs> Got that? The man. So this particular idea that you could just walk in a place, praise God, you've given, let's say I, today I went to visit a church that I've never been in in my life. I go in there, and then let's say they are teaching a false teaching. I am not going to get a demon just because I went to visit. I will sit there, and the Holy Spirit, come on, somebody, I wish we would just give the Holy Spirit credit for being who he is. Listen, if you do the things that open the door, yes, you can be transferred upon. But what I'm teaching you about this morning is let's talk about transference of spirits and why it happens. If I went to a service today and I sat there and I find that they are teaching a false teaching, guess what, soldiers? It will have no effect whatsoever on me. Now, Brother Ivory, why you say that? Because when I hear a teaching, when you hear a teaching, amen, the Holy Spirit will bring the word of God that you have read and studied up to let you know that something is not quite right there. And guess what? Sometimes you may not even know a Bible verse, but you can tell and discern in your spirit, man, something ain't right. And by the way, it's not just so easy to run up and say, well, they laid hands on me and demons transferred right away. It doesn't happen that way. But let me say this. Is it possible through the laying on of hands that spirits can transfer? Yes, it is possible through deception, but it is not just that easy. It doesn't happen. Uh-oh, somebody pray for me. I don't pick demons up. In a false ministry, now I have had this happen by experience. I'm not talking something I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about 45 years of a strong, successful deliverance ministry that has had no pushback, that has had nothing that I've taught out there considered me a cult or a false teaching. Here goes an experience that we actually saw in a person's life. There was a particular uh, church, at church service years ago that this lady went to. The prophet that was there was actually a false prophet. And that prophet did a whole week's revival there at that church. That When that prophet laid hands on people, they started going into a strange shake and quiver. Their bodies began to writhe like a, almost and twist like a snake. This woman went to the service and she said, I want this same thing. Now, the pastor had not covered them by keeping this false prophet out. Some of them in the church didn't go up there because they said, uh uh, I don't know. I don't feel right about this guy. This person went up there ignorantly opened herself wide open, and when she did, she started doing the same type of writhing, the same type of shaking, almost like she was being pumped. Like if you could see my hands on the screen, her hands were moving back and forth as if she was being shaken by a rhythm of some kind. I, so anyway, she picked up a spirit after this guy left. She, when she would pray, this thing would come on her, and her hands would uncontrollably start shaking. So I come to this service. It was in, I never will forget it was in Goldsboro, Maryland. 
I was they were we were at the altar praying with people, and when I walked when I walked by her, the Holy Spirit said, "Stop right here, look." And when I looked at the lady, her hands was doing a strange type of shaking. I thought to myself, "Wow, that's odd." The Holy Spirit said, "That's not me." I said, "What?" He said, "That is not my spirit." Now, once again, this lady ignorantly did not know what she was doing. She went up there and opened herself up to this false prophet's laying on of hands. And I will say this again. This is not always the case. But anybody that wants to criticize me for saying this happened, I'm the one that had the experience to deliver her. I'm the one, by the grace of God, cast the demon out of her. So it's nothing you're going to say to convince me it couldn't happen because the Holy Spirit had me to deliver her, and it did happen. But this is not always the case. It was certain things set up by deception that this sister was walking in that gave the spirits access. Well, let me finish the story. I go to the lady, and I said, ma'am, I said, uh, excuse me, and, I, and she stopped praying, and the hand stopped shaking like that. I said, why are your hands doing that? She says, well, I was in a service, and, and this prophet prayed for me, and everybody else was getting this power. I said, well, what power is that? She said, it was the quickening. It was the shaking. I said, so you asked uh, for what, the shaking? She said, yes, I, I asked the Lord to give me the same shaking, the same power, the same power. I said, ma'am, I said, uh, I said, look, go ahead and start praying. So she started praying, and the hands started shaking. She was, they were shaking. I said, I said, are you good now? She said, yes. The hands were shaking. I said, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. And they stopped. I, I loose you. And they started back shaking again. I said, I bind you. And they stopped. And I said, I loose you. And they started shaking again. The lady turned around by the second or third time I said that. She looked at her hands. She said, Pastor Hopkins, my hands are doing it by themselves. I said, I know, darling. She said, Pastor Hopkins, what is going on? I said, sis, I said, I want you to ask the Heavenly Father to remove that from you, to ask the Lord to release you and loose you from that. She prayed the prayer with me, and I commanded that spirit to come out of her. Then when she went back to pray, she was no longer shaking or trembling like that. That was a case, a real case and not always the case, doesn't happen every time. I'm saying it like this because I'm a balanced teacher, but in this case, her need of deliverance was through religious deception. And as I talked to her, there was a pattern, a pattern of religious deception in her belief system that made her suitable, made her perfect target for the enemy to infiltrate like this. Another time I was in Florida, I was in Florida, I did a mass deliverance. In the back, there was a lady, and some of y'all may have remember when this type of thing came through an area in Florida. There was a lady on the floor when we were praying, all of a sudden, she began to bark like a dog. 
And I went back there and I said to her, I said, I said, woman, I said, this type of thing, manifestation that you're dealing with, I said, this is not God. But they had been in services and they had had strange manifestation through false teaching, through false manifestations that she had received and accepted. Now, once again, not always the case, but this did actually happen and she received it in a service where everybody was receiving manifestation. Derek Prince talked about this one time. He said that he had never seen in his life the Holy Spirit have a person sound like an animal. And it was during the time, I think it was the 70s or 80s, this mess came through, and it was a false manifestation. And people were picking up, and it was transferring in people through these services, through this organization, through false teaching. Yes, amen. Now, let's move on a little bit further. Simon the sorcerer had transferred on a city causing demonization, sickness, and infirmity. One man, Simon the sorcerer, watch what it says here in Acts chapter 8, verse 10 and 11. Listen to that it says, And to whom they all gave heed, talking about Simon, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. Now, Simon convinced them that he was the great power of God. I'm going to say this to you right now. You can say all you want to that a Christian cannot be affected or transferred on, but I maintain to tell you, if a good-hearted, nice, lovely Christian is deceived by someone that is saying it is the power of God, you need to discern by the word of God, discern by your, whether your spirit man bears witness with it, rather to allow yourself to come under the environment, the teaching, or even the laying on of hands, or the spiritual environment to be around certain stuff, or else you can. Not always the case, but you can be transferred on and pick up a spirit. Now, Acts 8 and 10, and clearly, I'm going to say this to you, clearly, the city of Samaria, many in that city picked up and were transferred by the witchcraft and bewitchment of Simon the sorcerer. Now, let me read it. Acts 8, 10, and 11. To whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. Acts 8 and 11. To whom, watch this, how did they get bound up? To whom they all had regard. Because that for of a long time, he had bewitched them with sorcery. Now, the key to this is, let me go on down, take, take my notes down here. Amen. And once again, those that are listening at me on YouTube, uh, y'all that are listening at me on YouTube, we ask you to subscribe to our channel. You on the podcast. Amen. We're on podcasts all over the world. We ask you to subscribe to the General of Deliverance podcast, and we appreciate that. Now. The key to why they were able to come under the bondage of Simon's sorcerer, why, verse 8, uh, verse chapter, Acts 8 and 11, to whom they had gave regard because that of a long time he had bewitched them with sorcery. So the key was because that of a long time. Now listen, soldiers, the longer you have been under the influence, the deeper the hold. I'm going to say it again. The longer that you have been under the influence of deception, the deeper the hole, the deeper the transfer, the deeper the bondage. This is just simple, elementary, simple telling you 
Yes, a Christian or anybody can be transferred on depending upon what they do to open the door. The next thing is said about Simon, he had used sorcery. This is where sorcery means to practice magic. He had used sorcery. He practiced magic on those people. So him with his magic, with his magic also, it, this word witchcraft. Now, this word witchcraft means to cast a spell over someone or to put a magic spell on someone or something in order to control him, her, or it. Got it? So, Simon the Sorcery, Simon the Sorcerer, transferred his spirits on an entire city from the least to the greatest. But I want to tell you good news, praise God. When Philip came to Samaria and preached Christ, they received the spirit of God at work. Look what it says in Acts 8, 5, and 6. Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 8 verse 5 and 6. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed. And that was the key. Listen to this. The key was they gave heed. The same thing they did to receive Simon's sorcerer, spirits transfer from Simon's witchcraft, they gave heed to Simon that he was some great power of God. Philip comes in and preaches Christ, not himself. He preaches Christ. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. So we see in the negative sense, Simon's sorcery, transferred spirits in a whole city. Philip's preaching transferred the power of the Holy Ghost to all who would receive it. And notice both of them had the same qualification. They took heed. They said that this is the would this man be the great power of God. In Acts 8 and 10, it said to whom they all gave heed. They all gave heed. Acts 8 and 10 to Philip. And then in Acts chapter 8, verse 6, Acts 8, 6, with one accord, they gave heed unto the things which Philip spake. And Philip spake by the Spirit of God. He spoke by the power of the Holy Ghost and dislodged, cast out, and pulled down the kingdom that was transferred on the whole city of Samaria. Now let's go to number six. Transference of spirit is a counterfeit of the anointing. The enemy sometimes tries to transfer energy in the lives of people actually duplicating what Jesus did. Now look what it says. Now this is what Jesus Christ did when the woman touched him. Check this out. Now, and that was a transferring of the anointing of God. Is anybody hearing me? Now all I'm giving you is straight up biblical truth that you can't break it. I don't care what teacher hears me teaching this. You can't break what I'm saying now because it's straight up biblical truth not Ivory's opinion, but biblical truth and well-balanced facts brought out in a common sense manner. The grace that's on my life as a soldier, as a general of deliverance, is to teach balanced deliverance across the nation and then go back home to God. That is my calling. 
That's why I touched this subject to bring balance to it. Got that? Because it is right that when the sons of Skeevy were attacked, it was not transfer of the spirit. That is right. It is right that demons cannot just time you go visit a service, time somebody prays for you, you got a demon transfer. That is right. That is a truth. But let's balance the thing out and also say that you can, the longer you stay in deception. Now, the longer that you stay in that area, you can pick up a spirit. But it ain't just like, oh, my God, I visited a church this Sunday morning. I got their demons. Oh! It's not that, okay? Now, let's go to the next one. In Luke chapter 8, verse 45 and 46, here goes what we read. And I'm going to bring this down like this. Praise God. How many of y'all are enjoying this? I trust while you're driving, listening at this podcast, amen, that you're having fun. I love teaching the word of God and I appreciate, amen, you guys, amen, listening at what we're doing. So once again, on YouTube, we want you, amen, to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Amen. Amen. You that are listening at us on the podcast, subscribe to the podcast channel because we'll be coming with more teaching a balance like this. Now, let me go on and finish this because I'll soon be out. Luke chapter 8, verse 45 and 46. Check this out. Jesus said, who touched me? Now, this was the woman that had this issue of blood, that had an infirmity in her body, and she touched Jesus. Now, watch this. And I, 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 Luke 8, 45 and 46. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude to throng thee, the multitude throng thee, and press thee, and sayest thou who touched me? It's almost like Peter and him saying, all these people up on you, are you kidding? <laughs> Look what Jesus says to him. And Jesus said, somebody have touched me, for I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. Now, the virtue, this word virtue is dunamis, which means force, Miraculous power, a miracle itself, power or strength. And we're knowing virtue is all the Holy Ghost. When Jesus said virtue have gone out of me, the healing anointing that was in him transferred and brought healing to the lady that touched him that reached out and touched the hem of his garment. Y'all got to watch me. I'm old school. I almost felt like, for I have touched the him of his garment. I like that song, man. I used to get off on that. Anyway, that being said, that was transferring of the anointing of the Holy Ghost, bringing healing. So that woman actually was transferred upon by touching, by faith, the power of God left from Jesus and went into her. Are y'all hearing me? Now listen to this. There is a counterfeit of this in the occult, and it's called pratic energy. Now, virtue is not pratic energy. So I'm going to say to some of you out there, I'm going to say it again. Virtue is not pratic energy. Now, check this out. Pratic is, pratic is healing is a claimed energy healing system developed and promoted by Cho Su in 1954, 52, a Filipino entrepreneur and philanthropist of Chinese descent. The healing... Um, the healing model claims that pratic energy can heal ailments in the body by con contributing to the person's energy field. Now, I have met people who have come, who have given their life to the Lord, that have fooled around 
with this pratic energy. Amen. And I'm going to touch some other areas that operate in this same manner. Amen. So, that also, this word pratic energy means the life force or pratic energy, also known as life energy or life force, is the energy needed to live. It is naturally produced by humans, and it is in great abundance amongst us. Now, in the new age, in the occult, there are people, amen, that actually teach people to go after that type of energy. My dear friends, that is not the anointing. That is not the power of God. And by the way, there's some of you out there. I'm going to say this, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to back up one inch. Do not allow anyone to tell you that the Holy Ghost goes in the chakras of the body. That is not the power of the Holy Ghost. That is a deception. That is a seducing spirit and a doctrine of a devil. Amen. Are you hearing me? The Bible says that the spirit of God is in our spirit bearing witness with God. The Bible talks about, when it talks about out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water, it is talking about the Holy Spirit and not going through the chakras in our body. Now, I'm going to go down a little bit because I got something here. Listen, what are the chakras? The chakras are the esoteric traditions in Buddhism. Generally teach four chakras in the and, and some early Buddhist sources. These chakras, chakras are identified as, and I'm going to just name the English name for it. There is chakras in the navel, chakras in the heart, chakras in the throat, and crown chakras. My dear friend, do not allow some deceived, bound up preacher, prophet, or teacher tell you that the Holy Spirit is transferring its energy, its anointing in the chakras of your body. Because what that is borrowed from is Buddhism. Are y'all hearing me? Also, there's another level and stuff that in the, in the area of uh, Krishna, Krishna consciousness, it says there are three energies of God. These three kinds of energy are internal, external, and marginal. Internal or spiritual energy patterns of Krishna consciousness, God's superior energy. That right there, if you're holding on to that in your belief. See, Christianity is being mixed with a whole lot of mess now. And I wanted to tell you, first I started out showing you how transferring of spirits can happen and operate in the religious realm, in the church realm, and now I'm showing you how that it can also operate in the new age and the occult mixture realm. Is anybody hearing me? My dear friends, so what I'm trying to say, amen, hallelujah, is to be careful of dealing with exchanging spiritual energy. Be careful of allowing your body to sit around and go into meditations and this type of thing that can open you up. I trust that we help somebody with this teaching, amen. I trust that we helped you. Now, I'm getting ready to get out of here. I could. There's a lot more that could be taught to this, but I'm just dealt with the base point about the message. Of, the title of the message was, let's talk about transfer of spirits and why it happened. I trust on this teaching, some of you got some insight on a balanced way of looking at 
transferring those spirits. Now, I'm not going to belabor this on and on and on. I'm actually off today. This is my day off, amen, for my time of Sabbath, my time of rest and what have you. But I felt that someone had wrote in and asked me about this question, and I wanted to give balance. And the preacher that I heard teaching on it did an amazing job on the laying on of hands, did an amazing job. I so honor that man of God. But from a deliverance soldier, from a straight-up warrior as myself, I wanted to share that with you guys. So I want to thank the Lord, amen, for talking to you all today. And once again, I say to you all, if what we have taught have been a blessing to you, go to our cash app, General Ivory Hopkins. That's dollar sign, General Ivory Hopkins, and make a $5 donation. Just a simple $5 donation. That's like $1 for every basic uh, of the five-fold giftings. It will bless us, amen, if you feel led. Amen. Now, if I also do deliverance, I do counseling. And also, if you go to our website at pilgrimsministry.org, that's pilgrimsministry.org, or type my name, Ivory Hopkins. Amen. We have books that we have written on the subject. Matter of fact, I have a book that covers a lot more in the area of pratic energy and that type of thing. It's called Occult Subjection. That is on our website. Well, guys, I want to thank you all for taking the time to listen to Brother Ivory. I want you all to go on and enjoy yourself, and you all be driving safely and taking care of yourself. And thank you for listening to our podcast. YouTube, thank you for checking us out. Hey, Facebook Live, we love you guys. And look, I'm going to get ready to tell you, I want you all to always remember that our God is always watching. Well, look, God bless you. I'm out now. Have a great, amazing day. God bless. Bye-bye. Well, praise God. I trust that you enjoyed that message. Well, look, my dear friend, this is Apostle Hopkins. Amen. And I'm getting ready to get on up out of here. Look, if you want to sow a donation and bless us, you can do it on our website at pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. Or you can go to our cash app and make a cash app donation to General Ivory Hopkins. It's just simply General Ivory Hopkins. It has been my pleasure, amen, to bring to you the things pertaining to kingdom, life, and family. So I trust these podcasts blesses you, and I'm going to catch you guys in another teaching. God bless. Bye-bye.